Listener Production. Dog noses rule the animal kingdom, and they can sometimes smell when you're sick. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto, and this is The Science Briefing, a podcast about the science of everything. Not only furry and lovable, but dogs are incredibly perceptive, especially when it comes to humans. Today, I talk to Cosmos Magazine journalist Emma Perfetto about dogs and what their noses say about how we smell. So Emma, today we're looking at how perceptive dogs are, especially when it comes to humans. So can you kind of give us a crash course here? What do dogs know about us that maybe not everyone knows? As you might know, dogs have a few tricks up their sleeves. Yeah. I'm not talking about the science here, but dogs can obviously pick up what we're putting down. They can be trained to do tricks, potty train, obedience training. Other animals can do this as well, but dogs are pretty special. But, you know, actual science behind how dogs perceive us humans, there's some research that shows that dogs can actually recognize human emotions. Wow. Yeah. So some researchers looked at this a few years back and what they found was if you gave dogs both audio and visual cues, then they can spot the difference between positive and negative emotions in both humans and other dogs as well. So they showed dogs pictures of human and dog faces that were either showing a positive emotion or a negative emotion, so like anger or happiness. And at the same time, they played a audio vocalization and that vocalization was either negative or positive sounding. And if the vocalization matched with the facial expression, then they would look at that for longer than if it didn't match up. So what they basically found was that these dogs could tell if the voice didn't match the face, like if the face emotion and the voice emotion were different. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's one way that dogs are able to perceive us humans. But I want to focus on another one today, specifically dogs and their noses and their absolutely incredible sense of smell. Okay, love it. Dog noses. No better topic to talk about. So give us a sense, if you will, pardon the pun, not actually sorry, of how powerful dog noses are. The dog's sense of smell is among the best in the animal kingdom and it far exceeds our sense of smell as humans. They have 300 million scent receptors in their noses, whereas we only have around 6 million. Oh, okay. (laughs) We're rubbish at smelling. And to give you a bit of an idea about how powerful this actually makes their noses, they can detect some odours in parts per trillion. Physically, what that actually means is, you know, they could notice a single drop of liquid in 20 Olympic-sized swimming pools or a single smelly sock in a pile of 2 million clean ones. Okay, that's epic. It's pretty cool. And, you know, other than locating your missing smelly socks that have fallen behind your bed uh, or maybe, you know, was put there by your dog before, uh, (laughs) the power of dogs' noses allows them to gather, you know, important information about their environment that helps them make decisions and, of course, find the source of certain smells, maybe more important smells than just, you know, smelly socks. So the one example that stands out to me, obviously, is drug-sniffing dogs or dogs that smell out explosives. Like, I've Mm. always wondered how they were actually able to do that. 
yeah, considering how powerful their sense of smell is, mm. it's not really a surprise that they're used for sniffing out really important substances like this. So, for instance, for things like explosives, they're trained to locate the scent of certain flammable products, you know, the ones that are causing the combustion of the explosive. For instance, some are trained to sniff out ammonium nitrate or TNT. And then the same happens with drugs or narcotics. So a dog is trained to smell out the presence of a certain drug. But, you know, this goes way beyond just explosives and drugs because some studies have shown that dogs can in fact smell the presence of an illness or disease in the human body. Okay, so dogs smelling the presence of an illness or disease in humans, how is that even possible? To understand what's going on, we kind of need to take a little bit of a step back first and look at diseases to begin with. Studies have shown that diseases like breast cancer or lung cancer are associated with specific body odors. Oh. And this is because of something called VOCs, which stands for volatile organic compounds. So when VOCs are in the air, uh, you breathe them in through your nose and that's what you sort of smell when you smell an odour. Okay. They're called volatile because they have a low boiling point um, and this means that they evaporate easily at room temperature. So they're emitted from certain solids or liquids into the air. As humans, our body's processes can also produce VOCs. Um, so they're released into the air through things like our blood, our urine, feces, and also through sweat and breath as well. So if you have a disease, that's obviously going to cause changes in your body. And then that will cause changes in your body's odor and the VOCs that you emit. Um, and that can be detected. Ah, so detected by smart, smell-trained dogs, for example. Exactly. So dogs can be trained to detect VOCs that are associated with certain illnesses or diseases. For example, they can detect VOCs in patients with chronic medical conditions like cancer and diabetes through their breath. Uh, they can also detect seizures before they're going to happen in epilepsy in a similar way. Wow. It's also been shown recently that dogs can detect COVID-19 infection in exhaled breath. But a recent research project has taken this even further to see if the same thing can be applied to detecting stress levels in humans instead. Stress? Okay, so not exactly a disease, but potentially a very good thing to sniff out before it gets worse. What's going on here? Yeah, so this comes from some researchers from Queen's University Belfast in Northern Ireland, and they were testing to see if dogs could sniff out when a person is stressed versus when they're not stressed. In the first part of the experiment, it involved researchers collecting breath and sweat samples from the participants. The sweat samples were collected by wiping a piece of gauze along the back of their neck, and breath samples were collected by exhaling really deeply three times into a vial and then obviously closing that really quickly and keeping that tightly shut. And these samples were taken both before and after completing a really stressful task. Do you want to know what that task was, Sophie? Okay, Emma, tell me, what was the task? Maths. 
Uh, okay, Emma, you know me. <laughs> I do. And I'm just going to say, as a mathematician, maybe have like a little bit of a PhD in applied <laughs> maths and engineering science. So I'm going to say that the fact that this is the stress test hurts my feelings and I probably wouldn't be too stressed here, but I do understand how this could throw people off a bit, throw them for a spin and get them emitting some of those real stressed out VOCs. Let me give you a little bit more context, Sophie, because you, you might agree with me in just a second. The stressful task that these participants were completing was mental arithmetic. So doing sums in their head involving addition, subtraction, multiplication or division. For this particular experiment, they were asked to count back from 9,000 in units of 17 while doing it out loud and in front of two researchers without using any pen or paper. Oh, okay. So I take everything back. I literally cannot add anything in my head to save my life. I, like all real mathematicians, use a calculator because they're very accurate and fast and they do it way better than us. So, um... Yeah, okay, mental arithmetic is stressful, especially if people are watching you. If you think that's stressful, they also had to do it while the researchers were using prompts like, it is very important that you perform the task as quickly and efficiently as possible. And you must keep going until the task is completed in like a stern tone of voice. This is going to get people, no, (laughs) this is what makes people hate maths. This is horrible. I'm not finished. If the participants gave a correct answer, they were given no feedback and were expected to continue. And if they gave an incorrect answer, then the researcher would interrupt with no um, and tell them their last correct answer and, you know, to keep going. Uh, And this went on for three long, long minutes. Emma, this (laughs) is horrible. Keeping in mind, we want people to be stressed for this experiment to work. Okay, easy, perfect, (laughs) excellent, excellent experiment. So you can tell how this would have worked really, really, really well. Yeah. There were 53 participants in total. 36 of those self-reported that they'd had an increase in stress because of having to complete this task um, while also experiencing an increase in heart rate and blood pressure at the same time. And then the next step of the experiment was to expose these samples. So, you know, the sweat and the breath samples that were taken before and after this evil maths experiment to some doggos. Brilliant. That's the part of this experiment I love. So within three hours of these samples being collected, they were presented to four trained dogs um, and their names were Trio, Fingal, Soot and Winnie. All incredible, incredible doggo names. Really creative. I like these a lot. And then basically from then on, the experiment was split into two different phases. So in phase one, the dogs were trained to identify a participant's stress sample alongside two blank samples. So, you know, the same gauze or vial, but without any sweat or breath in them. And they were trained to give an alert if they had identified the right sample by standing next to it with their nose close to or touching it for uh, about five seconds. Mm -hmm. In the second phase, they were presented with the same participant's stress sample, their baseline sample, so the one taken before the task, and a blank sample uh, to see which one the dog performed that alert behaviour for. In the end, overall, they found that the dogs were able to find the participant's stress sample with an accuracy of 93.75%. 
That's a really high percentage that dogs can smell out stress so accurately. This is on top of being able to smell out some illnesses or diseases. We're talking about research here, Emma, but what are the uses for this out in the real world? So, you know, these findings about stress are really promising. But, you know, I just want to point out that this is quite a small study um, involving only four dogs. So these findings aren't necessarily applicable to all dogs, but instead it provides evidence that, you know, some highly trained dogs can differentiate between stress and non-stress samples from humans. There are possibly other applications training service dogs to work with people with anxiety or PTSD. But going back to dogs and their ability to smell diseases, the real-world applications here are another potential rapid and non-invasive early detection method for some really important diseases like cancer and infections. These are just a few things, so I'm really excited to see what else comes out about the power of dogs' noses and what they can tell from how we smell. Emma Perfetto is a science journalist for Cosmos Magazine. You can read more of Emma's reporting at cosmosmagazine.com, including the article this episode was based on. That article is called, New Study Suggests That Dogs Might Be Able to Smell When We're Stressed. The science briefing is produced by Listener and the Royal Institution of Australia. This episode was produced by Jake Morecambe. Mixing by Dave Stein. Our executive producer is Carla Arnold. For more science from Cosmos, check out Huh? Science Explained, another podcast also available on the Listener app. I'm Dr. Sophie Calabretto. Catch you next time.